Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back with a double exit interview today. Plus, this week in Survivor history, all in one podcast as we are joined with the two men voted out of the game on Wednesday night's Survivor. First, we'll talk with Sifu. Then, we'll talk with the first member of our jury. It is Caleb on this double Tribal Council week of Survivor on Wednesday night. I had the great pleasure to go over everything with a Survivor legend. Kelly Wentworth joined me for the Survivor Post Game Show. If you didn't catch that, definitely uh, watch that either in our archives on YouTube or in our podcast feed. Then on Thursday afternoon, in just a little bit, I'll be catching up with Stephen Fishback, and we will go through everything on our Survivor know-it-alls. Uh, so uh, make sure you subscribe to uh, that and everything that we do here for Survivor. Go to robinswebsite.com slash subscribe. I see that we have our first exit interview, Sifu, on the line. Let's go ahead and patch him in. Sifu, how are you? I have been better, but I'm doing good right now. I am uh, just chilling in my studio. Yeah, look at this. This background, you got uh, all these axes. My guitar right here, you know. Yeah. Sifu, could you play anything for us about your experience? Oh, sure. Uh, let's see. I got loaded up. No, I'm just kidding. Right, it's over. <laughs> okay. All right, Sifu, let's start with, okay. We saw that Drew didn't have his bag of tricks. Uh, was that an issue for you also? Did you have all of your stuff? Yeah, so that was one thing that uh, they, <laughs> they did not show is I did leave my bag you know, back at camp. And so that is one of the reasons I didn't play my shot in the dark or uh, play my fake idol, which was so beautiful, by the way, put, put together. Well, uh, art class, fifth yeah. grade, thing. but yeah, it was, it was a defining moment for sure. It really was yeah. well done and uh, could have come in handy. Certainly. But, you know, looking at that group that you were with, like I'm counting the votes and I feel like that, didn't you have enough people to get rid of Bruce? I feel like there's you, there's Drew, there's there's Emily. Kendra is saying she wants right. to get rid of Bruce. Why didn't it come together? Yeah, I think there was just Kendra. Um, she started to kind of waver on it. And then Drew also wasn't on board with it. And so it just started to fizzle. Yeah, it was very possible. We even met up. We talked about it. I went around and talked to everybody. And it was... Definitely forming, but we def you know they definitively knew Bruce had an idol, so mm -hmm. it's just a really 
it was a really tough one. And everybody had suspicion. I had an idol as well. So it was, it was something that was crazy during that time we were going back and forth, but it obviously was me, unfortunately. Yeah. See, I feel like that we didn't get to see a ton of like who you were working with in the game. We got to see you having a lot of fun out there, but we didn't get to see uh, too much of who you were working with. Uh, what was going on with you in terms of your alliances? Yeah, so I actually had an alliance with Mama J. You know, we would talk a lot and uh, we would connect on certain things. She was there as a coach to me. And also she definitely helped me a lot. She was like, hey, you know, you got caught sneaking around. You got to calm down. So she was there to calm my fire a lot in certain situations and helped out. So I would say that was a big uh, help moving forward to kind of steer the target off me. And, you know, put more of a target on Jay and and uh, and uh, moving forward, it just helped a lot having her coaching and stuff. OK, we saw a little bit of back and forth uh, in terms of Jay wanting to uh, see you be targeted. Was there a personality conflict there with you and Jay? Not terribly so. I mean, we're both musicians and we both freaking rock. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it was more that she said a few things that were suspicious. And in this game, if you get one thing that's kind of suspicious, you start to kind of twist and turn on those things. So I think my eyes just kind of went towards that. Even whenever she got back from that uh, uh, adventure, she didn't have anything. And I'm like, girl, you got something. We got to check this out. So I definitely was suspicious of that for sure. I want to go back to the Sean vote. Uh, Could you just talk us through from your perspective of how everything went down? For sure. Um, so going into that tribal, you know, was a little tense because you just I had a small suspicion that my name might have come up uh, or might come up. And uh, then Sean gets to talking and I'm like, whoa, this is really changing. Even the energy in the room is changing. Yeah. And it quite literally saved my game. And so, you know, Sean uh, exits off the show after his quit. And I take the opportunity to say. Who voted for me? Who voted for <laughs> <laughs> And because I was just like, there's no way that Mama J would do it. So I need to eliminate, I need to eliminate some people. And when he said, I didn't, I was like, D, J, D, J, either one, you know, and that was on my radar. So, you know, it may look like J was the only one that I was kind of mm-hmm. uh, fixated on, but I was also equally fixated on D as well. Yeah. Okay, and you 100% believed Sean, correct? 100%. Yeah, okay. He had no reason. He was leaving, so. Yeah, and then ultimately, uh, then Jay takes the fall uh, and says that she voted for you. Did you believe her 100%? Zero percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love these statistics, man. <laughs> yeah, zero percent. I had no, you know, it was... The thing is, is D was top of my list and then it was J. And so D, the only reason it wasn't D like working for her because yeah. Julie elected that heavily. So I didn't really start targeting J until Julie was heavily deflecting and turning me towards J more than D. Yeah. Okay. And then so you got to the merge and then we saw that you were trying to get Jay's name out there uh, on the mergatory vote. Um, 
were you considering writing Jay's name down at that first vote where everybody voted for Caleb? Yeah. So that was funny because it's a great reflection point and something I haven't told anyone. Um, so you hear it first here. Uh, I said something. I think I said, oh, this could change the entire game. I said yeah. something of that. Yes. And I was contemplating writing D's name and oh. throwing whole entire game for a loop yeah and that one yeah. vote would have been enough it would have been everything yeah, yeah. okay so i do on those things yeah. a lot <laughs> you had uh, a very big reaction to caleb being uh safe uh did you get close with caleb in the short time that you were with him yeah i did um so just like emily i had told caleb i said hey i not gonna lie to you dude you should play your shot in the dark tonight mm -hmm. i'm not gonna i think all votes are, well i think some most votes are going on you not all i you know i had no clue it would end up like it did no one no one could know that but i did definitely want to work with caleb you know coming back if he you know uh i think that it was it just made sense for us to work together you know we were kind of on the outs and uh, we have kind of a like energy you know where we're fun and bubbly and energetic yeah so it was made sense for us to get together and, and start taking people out. Uh, we saw you with Bruce in the beginning of the episode. It seemed like that you two had a pretty good relationship. What was it like uh, with your time with Bruce? Yeah, Bruce was Bruce. You know, he was Uncle Bruce, man. And uh, I did notice that he definitely takes charge. And uh, he was showing me some stuff about my Tai Chi, which I just listened and kind of Took it in, but I was just trying to show Austin something about football and how Tai Chi could work great with in, a, in an NFL. And then Bruce comes in and he's like, "Well, how about this?" And how about I'm like, "All right, well, you know, we'll we'll take this in for uh, consideration." So it was fun. I mean, he's a he's a cool guy. We heard in the preseason that you said that one of your uh, mentors uh, in terms of watching the game was Tony, and you wanted to bring a lot of Tony into the game. What were some other uh, Tony things that you brought into your game? Tony Vlacos. That was one of my favorite players ever. So I wanted to actually do a spy shack, and that was something that I was working on. Um, and they didn't show all of it, but I was legitimately building a shack that no one knew about. And it was going to be beautiful. It was by the water well. And uh, I definitely got caught once, but I definitely spied and listened to other things and just enjoyed my time. Listen, I'm a big kid out there. I yes. had a good time. And that, that was the angle I was taking. So, Did I, you I get anything interesting when you were spying on people, Sifu? Yes and no. It, it, uh, yes, because I saw how close they were without me. And uh, I was like, okay, well, Austin and D are going on a lot of walks. And when I listened into them, uh, it was more of, you know, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that together. And we're going to go out and get wood so we can talk. We're going to do this. So they're connected. And then Austin and Drew would do the same thing. So the observation of me seeing that put me saying, oh, there's probably four connected that aren't with me. But again, it was not as. Yeah. Uh, Did you have any suspicions that the other people on Reba had found the idol together without you? Yes, because I didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, man, I'm searching hard. And in Austin's interview, when he found it, he's like, well, if I don't find it, Steve was going to find it. And I was at that tree the next freaking day looking around, not saying I would have found it, but I was definitely in that area. 
Based off of what we saw in the show, it seemed like that you were 100% with Reba, but would you have uh, been considering flipping to work with Bello at the merge? Thousand percent. I was uh, actually going to work with Couture is what I, uh, one of the people I wanted to work with. We're 10 minutes from each other. Yeah. She lives in San I'm in O'Fallon, Illinois. Yeah, we, we did see that in the episode. That she, she, she was freaking out about where you were from. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So I just think that um, it was definitely, if I would have made it past that, I think I would have gone far and, you know, had a great time and made good relationships. Can you tell us any other stories about your time that we didn't get to see on the show? Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I... Me, I like to live with a lot of fire and fun, you know, um, in my day to day life, you know, positivity and stuff. So I think just doing Tai Chi on the beach every single morning with everybody, bringing them in together. Uh, I would like them to show a little bit more of that. Um, me being wild and crazy, you know, at camp, they definitely showed some of that. But we all got down to four steps down. We were all jamming out. So my song on the machete, everybody knew the lyrics. They were singing it. So I would love them to show the whole ensemble, uh, you know, a little bit more because that was hilarious and fun. Is there anything that you could have done differently that could have changed up your fate uh, and how you ultimately went out of the game? Sure. I mean, you know, being my authentic self was one of the things I wanted to go in with. So you get you see what you get. Uh, I think that there were a few things. I should have read a little deeper on and made slight adjustments. You know, that's just the name of the game, right? You, you try to read and adapt. And I think there's a few things I did not adapt well to, and that's just how it goes. I live and I learn from it. Yeah. So Sifu, uh, how much did it bum you out to not end up being part of the jury in that twist? I was right there. So it was a lot of bum, man. Uh, the fire of making it from merge was enough to hold me over, you know, to not sulk, you know, mm -hmm. but I made the merge. I did a few, you know, some awesome things out there. So I'm excited, but not making the jury man crazy. Yeah. Okay. Sifu, is there anything else that you want to let people know about your time on survivor? Go apply, do it. It's amazing. I think that it is a transformative show. You know, it's an amazing physical feat. Uh, starving, go starve, you know, go, <laughs> go enjoy that stuff. But seriously, uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. This was something that healed my soul a little bit more. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Sifu, uh, really fun to get to talk to you. Uh, wish you nothing but the best outside of uh, survivor. And thanks for making some time to talk today. All right. Thank you, man. Talk to you later. All right. Take care, Sifu. Bye. And everybody, there you have it. There's uh, Sifu. Very fun to catch up with Sifu. If you're just listening to the podcast, he had uh, a really cool looking studio. Uh, really got like close up to the camera a couple different times, uh, which was very fun to watch. You can see that on our YouTube channel if you want to go back and uh, take a look. But totally uh, get why Sifu was out there on the show. He was, you know, a really fun personality to have. I totally get what they saw in casting. Ultimately, it didn't work out for him in terms of getting anything going game-wise on the show, uh, but definitely a, a fun person to talk to. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll jump right into my exit interview with Caleb right after this. All right, I am uh, honored to be here with 
The mayor of Ponderosa, here he is. Uh, the luckiest shot in the dark guy there is. <laughs> Caleb, how are you? Come on. Uh, oh, always good. Uh, even today, I mean, uh, uh, nothing like making history on your way out the door, but uh, I'm glad to be on the jury. Uh, I always say no one ever wants to be on the jury, but you're honored to make it at least that far, right? And so, uh, yeah, it'll be great to uh, help find out who's going to be the winner of this game. Okay, Caleb, uh, what a run it was for you. Uh, very sad and surprised. I mean, I guess I, sh I shouldn't have been surprised. Uh, things were going downhill for you. I mean, did you expect to make it through that tribal council that you went to? I thought my odds were slim. You know what, Rob? I've had so much bad luck in this game that I've had to overcome, whether it's like not having fire for nine days and being on arguably the worst tribe in Survivor history, yes. right? Having this idol slip through so many times, this idea of mergatory split where I'm like Lulu 2.0, no chance to win another challenge and all the threats are on the other side. Like I just, I had you so many things go against really it. You did really good luck and, one time though, Caleb. And I, and you should see the, the t-chart I have in my journal. It's like shot in the dark and everything else. Mm -hmm. right? But I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Uh, uh, why wouldn't I get a three, three? Why wouldn't I get, get to rocks at this point? Like, I, you know what? I've been, I've been making up as I go along every step of the way until this point. Like, why wouldn't I think that this could work? Yeah. You know? Okay, so when you went to that tribal council, were you expecting Katura to go to rocks for you at that vote? I did. Yeah. I did. Okay, and so this has been, you know, a big point of discussion following uh, the episode because uh, we don't know if she was having conversations with the Reba people. But from what you were observing, did you see her having a lot of conversations with Reba? Yeah, we, we all had conversations with everybody. Um, so I know that she was having conversations with me and with Austin and with Julie. I know that they had a long conversation on the beach. Um, my, my, my thing was, you know, I, I told her because I wanted to legitimately work with Katura. I felt like we needed each other for better or worse. We wanted uh, we, we needed each other. And I just felt like, why would I leave this bomb underneath the bed? That is either going to be blown up tomorrow or it could be blown up tonight, which ended up Austin obviously told her about it once they were having those conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, and throughout the game, I treated Katura like Emily because for some reason, I know why Emily was on the bottom. I'm not sure why Katura was on the bottom. Yeah, she had some social mistakes, but um, she was on the bottom and I couldn't risk telling her everything and blowing up my own game. So I, but I looked out for her as much as I could and I knew she knew that. So it was really just, do you want agency or not? Caleb, it seemed like that you had a pretty good conversation with Katura about Bruce's idol. Uh, but then the conversation we saw that she had with Jake uh, seemed like it kind of went sideways. Uh, were you privy to that when you were on the island or was it a surprise to you when you watched that play out? I did not know on the island that they talked about the rings. And I think, you know, in hindsight, that that was the point where she felt like I wasn't just left out. I was potentially made a fool of. Right. Um, you know, at the time she provided a lot of reassurance to Jake after that point in the conversation and then came to me. Uh, so I didn't, based on our conversation, thought that there was a legitimate chance. And with the fact that I had no shot in the dark, the fact that I was going to the jury, I figured she doesn't, she would tell me. Right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that just wasn't the case. Based off of what you knew in the moment, did you feel like that Katura's decision was more about that, hey, I, I really didn't like that it was, I was left out of the Bruce Idol thing or that she felt like that she was like getting some inroads with the Reba people? 
I was not sure if she was making inroads and how deep those inroads were. I do know that they were very fresh relationships for her versus ones that were more established with myself, at least, if not also Jake. Uh, I just felt that, um, you know, in the moment, I, the, you know, she was very nervous about going to rocks. Yeah. And I've been there. I was literally going to go to rocks with 15 people in the game. That's what I told her. I was like, I know how scary yeah. this is, but this is our last chance for agency. Was it on the table to potentially, hey, vote with us and, and go to the tie for 3-3 three, three, and then if you want, then change your vote after. If we can't get Austin to flip, you go ahead and go ahead and flip. Could you give us just the one tie break vote? <laughs> I that was on the table. But at the end of the day, I do think that uh, it, it would have been felt like a half measure if she was not going to go right. into it with her whole heart. Right. Um, I think she was either going to go to rocks or she wasn't. OK, we saw that you were having some frustrations with Bruce. It seemed like that you and Katura were on the same page about Bruce. Why didn't you tell her about Bruce's idol sooner? You know what? It was very limited time. We literally find it on the way to the merge piece mm -hmm. or like on the way to the merge, like literally as we're loading on the boat. So we go to the merge and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't know how this split is going to work out. I, I, I Let me wait until after I see the split before telling Katur, because if it's her and I on the bottom, she might just use this as a way to blow up my game. Right. Mm -hmm. And I probably was jaded from seeing Emily on the bottom and she's like a cat in a, you know, in a, in a dumpster fire, you know, I'm trying to get out. So I, I think, okay, let me wait. And then she's fighting so hard for me. I would tell her, but at the same time, the only thing that's going to do is make her fight less, in my opinion. So my plan after the shot in the dark night was to definitely tell her. But from the night of shot in the dark to that challenge, we literally, you could see it, we're doing the, at sunrise, basically, are going to tree mail and coming back and going to the challenge. So there was so little time. That was the first opportunity I felt like I had. I really, in hindsight, probably wish I told her that morning on the way to True Mail to pick up the stuff, but it was just so early in the morning. I did not realize that we had so little time in the day. Caleb, I know you were fighting for your life at that previous tribal council, but do you think that it came <laughs> back to hurt you that you threw the, the Rebo women under the bus so hard at that previous tribal council and then were on this smaller tribe with D? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the two people I throw under the bus are the two people who are with me and one of them's immune. Like, yeah, it, it couldn't have went worse for me. Uh, in a million other splits, I feel like this is probably one of the second or third worst one that could possibly have happened. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it, it definitely hurt me. But, you know, it's it, it was it was a calculated risk that failed. OK, Caleb, then if there was not this uh, split into two tribes of six, how do you feel like that things would have gone for you if this was a normal 12 person tribal council following you successfully playing the shot in the dark? I was so optimistic, Rob. I tell you, I felt like number one, Emily was not the only one person who told me to play my shot in the dark. Jake told me and Sifu told me. Yeah. So, and then Katora and Kelly, they're telling me, Hey, you're getting votes. We're trying to help you. Like I had people who just wasn't going to die and like be in a minority vote, but we had probably six of us plus Kendra. Like I really did feel like uh, there was a huge opportunity for us to be able to get the numbers. I thought Sifu was very flippable. And uh, I think it would have been such an exciting tribal council. It is what it is. But I just feel like that war was completely like, you know, focused on Reba and, and, and the person I wanted out most was Drew. Okay. Let's talk about what was going on with you and Bruce, uh, because I know that you were a little surprised, you know, that uh, Bruce seemed to be not liking what you were doing so much at the merge. So it seemed like that you'd started off on the right foot. But what went wrong with you and Bruce? 
I still can't tell you. I was in the the Amazon playbook. I was a deputy fire bitch. I was doing everything that this guy says the entire time. I know what I'm doing. I know how to play this game. I can be patient. We're trading personal stories. I'm doing everything to invest in Bruce because I know that's the type of person he needs. I think at the merge, he really was just so old school. He was, you know, I hate to throw it on the boomer, but like he wanted us to just, Bellows here, Red is there, don't talk. He literally told us that before we left. We were like, we can't do that, Bruce. So I think that just the idea that we were talking at all with the Reds and, you know, when I talk to people, I never think I had, I don't think I had any one-on-ones with them. It would be group conversations, but, you know, with me, I don't know what it is. It's just animated banter. You know what I mean? You're like trading jokes and everything else. And I just think that it just looked different. And it just, he, he came from an insecure place of thinking, how could we use this? And instead thought, you know, it's a reality TV mistake that always happens. Do we vote for the people who are definitely against us or who are maybe against us? And he like like Fessy, you know what I mean? He takes out the guy who's maybe against us, which is me, you know? Wow. Wasn't expecting to talk about Fessy today. I, I don't know where I came from. I just, I just thought that out. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit. Uh, what else didn't we see from this smaller group that you were in in this episode? Um, that would help us understand. Group, it. Yeah. I think that... Um, you know, Katura, I think, definitely did, like, you know, uh, try and, like, have conversations with everybody, including the Red. So we don't know what conversations were had there. I also thought that Julie had an idol. The one thing I knew for sure was Sifu didn't have an idol. When everyone tells you that somebody has an idol, unless they've seen it, there's no chance that that person has an idol. So the entire time, I'm like, does D have it? I don't know. I didn't think Austin had it, which he ended up having it, right? Uh, but I thought Julie or Drew potentially definitely did have it. I was terrified of Julie on the island. Um she, there's just something about her. She is so engaging, so genuine, but at the same time, she gives you nothing. You know what I mean? You you have to give her all this just to get an inch out of her. And it's like very, uh, she's just so like smart in terms of how I saw her. So I was terrified of Julie. Uh, and uh, and I, I genuinely thought she had an idol. So the entire time I wanted to spend more time with Katura, but I thought, will this set an alarm bell off in Julie's head and make her play something, you know? Yeah, it seemed like that Austin was willing to try to keep you into the game a little bit more. Did you have a, a close relationship with him? I think we just both had self-interest in mind um, where we both knew we're the big shields. He knows I'm never coming after him. If I'm at the end with, you know, I've said like Sean and Hannah and Emily and, you know, Katura and, like I'm going to be gone every single time in that situation. So I wanted to take, I wanted to like six out of eight people in the final eight to be all the biggest threats, social, strategic, physical, all of them. So he knew I wasn't coming after him. I think it was in his self-interest to keep me. I was pretty upset with him, uh, but obviously he had a very strong alliance that he felt good about. Yeah. Um, and so he wanted to roll with that as opposed to, you know, yeah, pushing too hard and keeping me. Caleb, I, I think you had such an interesting survivor story of coming in and, you know, we knew from the start of the season, you you know how I felt that you were such a big threat coming in. It was going to be interesting to it. see how, how you were able to navigate this. Is, is there anything that you wish you could have done differently or was it just that you were just so unlucky with the group that you were with from the start? There was nothing you could have done different. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, sur survivor losers are kind of like people in jail. You know, everyone in jail is like, I'm actually innocent. And everyone in survivor who's a loser is like, I was just so unlucky, mm -hmm. you know, but I do think that there was a lot of this bad luck that I was trying to overcome. I think you got to mitigate the bad luck, maximize the good luck. And you know what? It just, there was one thing that happened too quickly. If I was to redo everything, knowing that there was a six, six split on the other side, knowing that the shot in the dark was going to work. Like there's so many things that like, yeah, would you have done it differently? Sure. Um, if anything, I probably, I'll tell you this. 
um, would have maybe in hindsight, maybe even been like, you know, Bruce, great idea. Let's keep blue on this side, right on that side. And, and actually try to divide the game more is probably the thing I maybe could have considered more in hindsight. Uh, but at the time, uh, blue was just such a dumpster fire. It's like, you know, uh, Jake doesn't trust Kelly, who doesn't trust Katura, who doesn't trust Bruce, you know, who doesn't trust me. It's like this, this, this merry-go-round. And it's, 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 it was like I had great individual relationships, but we couldn't get the group on the same page. And I think that was the thing that, you know, whether you call it the swap or whatever else you want to say, it's just like it was a very tough group to wrangle. What else can you tell us that we don't know about your survivor experience that we didn't get to see on the show? Yeah, there's a couple of good stories. I think uh, uh, one, the Sabaya boot after losing that challenge, I always say uh, it was one of the, she was wearing this full black thermal, right? Uh, after losing that immunity, she, we go to the tent, they start dumping ice water on her. Dr. Joe is there. She's like, you know, can barely live. And she's just like, I need to talk to production. I need to talk to production because she wants to ask about putting the, the, the idol in the fire. And I already know she's going to ask this. So I'm here. I'm like, you know, it's a case of I get better. I need to ask them about the shot in the dark first. I go there and I'm like, listen, she's about to ask you to put this idol in the fire. That's bullshit. You can't let her do it. Like, no, no, no. Because I was like, I thought I, I had Emily. And this was just my last chance to, if the Sabaya doesn't have a vote, I get to say what happens at this tribal council. You know, mm-hmm. um, even going to the Reba on the raid, I was like, they're like, are you going to bring back any embers? I was like, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? I love your shot at Sabaya, but this is, this is my game, you know, I won't be number three. Uh, and, uh, so there's some good stories there. I think, um, uh, yeah, like the, 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 uh, letting out the information about the idol. I tell Kelly first, then I tell Jake, then I tell Bruce who immediately tells Kelly who comes to me and is like, why did you tell Bruce? And I'm like, I know that this information is going to get out there eventually. So I don't want to, uh, let this be a reason for people to come after me. I literally told him the morning of the merge and somehow he gets it. Like, I, I can't even tell you losing the title was just such a buzzkill. Yeah. You know? Um, were you surprised when you heard about Sean, when you got to the merge? Shocked, shocked. I mean, we heard about it during the, uh, the journey, the amulet journey, uh, from Kelly that, uh, he ended up, uh, quitting the game. And I, I, I said it all the time on the show, uh, before I was just that, uh, I thought Sean was arguably one of the best players that I had met. Mm-hmm. It, when I was at Lulu, I wanted to work with him. He was always closer with Sabaya. Um, and I wanted to take Sean out instead of Sabaya at that, at that boat. Um, you know, Emily convinced me not to, especially with Sabaya coming after me and having the idol. It made sense. No half measures. But I, I was really surprised. And uh, I have, a, you know, a, a lot of love for that guy. He's a very, very genuine dude. And, uh, you know, I appreciate what he said in the exit press as well. Yeah. Well, Caleb, I have a million more questions for you, but uh, we're uh, running out of time. Funny. Anything else you wanted to let us know before you got to run? No, just always a pleasure. You know what I mean? Um, uh, appreciate all the love. Uh, and, uh, you know, just I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a merge boot, basically. You don't have to worry about me, you know, right? I, uh, I'll come back for uh, any RHAP episode. You just let me know when. Okay. All right. Caleb, you're very good at this, but too good at this. <laughs> Let me tell you, let me give you the advice. Okay. I gave this to somebody else. Once, Great advice. I'll take it. Here, here we go. Uh, gain 200 pounds. Oh, Think about I it. Put on 20 something pounds before the show. <laughs> I tried. I'll, I'll work. I'll work on that one though. You know, it's yeah. some good ones. All right. Caleb. Cut my hair too. Yeah. All right. Th- thanks so much. Uh, all the best. Take care. Bye. Always a pleasure, brother. 
All right, everybody, there you have it. There's Caleb, who's, of course, as you can predict, super fun to talk to. Loved Caleb. Uh, really sad to see him go. I really I thought it was going to work out for him. I mean, maybe I'm crazy. I really thought he was going to be able to figure out a way to get it done. But just such a big target on his back, such a huge threat level would have been interesting to see how it goes for him if he comes in on a tribe that has the numbers and maybe it might have been a different story but I do feel like that Caleb will get the chance to play again I mean that uh, if they're going to do any sort of all-stars with the new era I mean he just seems like a no-brainer person to want to bring back so uh, let's see what they ultimately end up doing I don't know if maybe you might have to wait till like Survivor 50 but he's not like playing in like Survivor 42 where it's like a couple of years have gone by and maybe you forget about him more I think he'd be kind of top of mind at the point that they're looking at bringing people back for some kind of round number season a couple of years down the road. So uh, we'll keep our eyes out for that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jordan Kalish will be here for this week in Survivor History right after this. All right, we're back with this week in Survivor History. Jordan Kalish joining us to do some uh, twish here on the exit interview, double exit interview, and then Jordan Kalish. Boom. Yeah. You- you had you had your your appetizer with seafood seafood, then you had your uh, your your second second appetizer with Caleb. Second course, yeah. The, the main the main dish is here. What everyone's here for? The Kalish is here this week in Survivor the history. Kalish dish. I, the Kalish dish. The Kalish dish. We're we're Kalishing out the, the 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 food here on Survivor. I'm the main course and the dessert. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jordan, I'm not even going to address that. Uh, we've got, what, the first week of November to talk yes, about? We, we we do, and uh, we're, we're going to start with the game. Second that, week of uh, November? Yeah. This this is why I love that we, we now record, Rob, after I get a chance to see the episode, because yeah. I get to relate things that happened this week in Survivor history to things that happened in the episode. So we had our, of course, we had our split tribal last night where unfortunately Sifu and Caleb were voted out of the game. So we're going to play a game related to all the uh, the split tribals in the in the new era. Okay. So Sifu and Caleb joined a long list of new era players to get voted out post-merge at a split tribal council. Sifu went out four to one and Caleb went out four to two. Sorry, Sifu went out five to one and Caleb went out four to two. The following six players were voted out at tribals in which only some of the merged tribe voted. Evie, James Jones, Matt Blakenship, Nasir, Roxroy, and Tori Meehan. Okay. I want you to group these players into three pairs based on the vote total at the tribal in which they were voted out. The totals that you're looking for are four to zero, four to one, and three to two. If any of these split votes had an initial tie, I'm looking for the revote okay. total. So, it, so four to zero. What is it? Four zero. Yeah. Four to one, and three to two. Do you need me to list the players again? There's six players. Um, and you're putting, so uh, this is the new, new era. Uh, new era, new era. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and you said it was Matt Blankenship is in there also. Matt Blankenship's in there, even though that wasn't both both groups didn't go in 44. Right. Matt Blankenship, right. So, Blankenship so, did so get voted out in the split tribal. Wait. Then so do we have an odd number of people? Uh, we no, we haven't. We haven't even number. I I did leave out one of these people. I actually have a bonus question, which which we'll, okay. we'll deal with. We you know we could deal with it now. Which split tribal casualty did I not include in the scan? <laughs> I don't remember. That's why I'm asking you. Okay, so we you can answer it afterwards. Yeah, I have the players that I have are Evie, James Jones, Matt Blankenship, 
Nasir, Roxroy, Tori. Um, you left out uh, Ryan from Survivor Forty Three. I did. So you get okay. you get you start with a bonus point. That's a good start. Uh, okay. I was going to ask you that afterwards, and you you clocked it immediately. So yes, you start with a point. Um, and now you have to split these six players into three pairs: four to zero, four to one, and three to two. Okay. The vote total that sent them out of the game. All right. Um, so let me. I'm just talking it through. Okay. So. Then, um, um, with, I'm trying to remember for Matt Blankenship last season. Okay. So there was the three, uh, other people and then probably also, um, then Jam Jam probably also, uh, cast a vote onto him. And so I'm going to say that he's probably a four to one. Um, I think also that, uh, James Jones, I think, also was a four to one because Carla also uh, voted for him. I'm going to say uh, Nasir was one of the uh, three to two people. Um, then um, the four to zeros are going to be uh, are a little tough. Right? There's four. There's four to zeros. There, there is a four to zero. Yeah. There's two four to zeros. There's two four to zeros. So, I think, um, did, hmm, Evie. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, what was uh, what was what? Did Evie? Did Evie go down on three to on three to two? Um, then, um. But I don't think that uh, so Tori, I think, was the four to one. She played the shot in the dark, but did rocks. Uh, where, where was rocks Roy in all of this? Um, I don't believe that Evie played the shot in the dark. So. Hmm. So you're right now. Right now you have you have Tori where I have Tori is the four to zero. Tori, OK, you said you said four to one, but but by what you said, you implied. Uh, yes. Uh, Four to zero. So okay. So you have Tori, Tori in the four to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I'm just writing down what you've said so far, and you can make changes if you'd like. You have James in the four to one, and you have Evie in the in the three to two. And I have Matt Blankenship in the in the four to one. Matt I have Blankenship. N- Nasir is a three to two. Nasir. Yeah. So and that leaves Roxroy. That leaves Roxroy. Although, um. I guess Roxroy Roxroy must be a three to Roxroy must be a three to two. I'm um, going to read the last sentence of the question because this this might help you out with some of okay. these. If any of these split votes had an initial tie, I'm looking for the revote total, not the initial total. That could potentially help you on this question. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that Roxroy was a tie. I don't think that Evie was a tie. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where else. Uh, 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 Nasir was a tie. Uh, so uh, I'm sorry. So uh, on the on the Nasir vote, you're saying that maybe Nasir was a four to zero. Uh, okay, I'm saying if there it. was a, if if there was a okay. tied right. vote, then the yes. All right. So I'm going to put Nasir as the four to zero, uh, and then have Roxroy and Evie as the three to two. So I'm going to say Tori and Nasir were four to zero. Uh, James Jones and Matt Blankenship were four to one, and Evie and Roxroy were three to two. Okay. So I can tell you that in the four to zero. 
Tori and Nasir are both correct. Tori played the shot in the dark and Nasir was a three to three vote where Heather actually got three votes. And on the revote, uh, Nasir was voted out four to zero. I will tell you that the other pairs are not correct. Mm. Um, you have, uh, so it's the four to one and the three to two in the four to one, you put James and Matt in the three to two, you put every and Roxroy, um, four, I'm going to still be able to give you points on this question. Okay. If you are able to switch the correct people, hmm. it's two people that you need to switch. Okay. Your four to zero is good. I'm telling you that you don't have to switch anybody, but you are correct on a three to two person. You're correct on a four to one person, but you also have two people incorrect. Yeah. It's just on the Roxroy. I feel like that, uh, Mike did, did, uh, did they blindside Mike or did they tell Mike is the question. I guess my, maybe Mike got on board. Um, and so, <sighs> Um, all right, I'm going to switch Matt Blankenship. Um, what did they do? Uh, I'm going to switch uh, switch Matt Blankenship and, because uh, Heidi stole one of the votes and then uh, cast what? Um, Lauren's uh, vote. Uh, so I, I'm going to say that there was... Um, that that ends up being three to two. So I'm going to switch Matt Blankenship and Roxroy. All right. So now you have Matt and Evie in the three to two. You have Roxroy and James in the four to one. And now you are correct. So uh, a full credit on this quote. You did get the one bonus point for knowing that Ryan Madrano was not uh, part of the game. Uh, a full full points on this would have um, would have been six. I'm going to give you half credit on this game. Uh, so you have four points to start it off. Mm -hmm. uh, we have two more questions left on, on the game. So yeah. I think that you need to get both of these questions right. All right. Uh, in, in order to get the win. And I think you're going to get this one right. Uh and this is a question now from this week in Survivor history. I, I cannot tell you the season yet, but Caleb mistakenly mistakenly believed that his shot in the dark negated 12 votes against him when it was in reality 11, thanks to Austin's no vote. Who actually holds the Survivor record with 12 votes against at a single tribal, a feat achieved this week in Survivor history? Hmm. One person got 12 was, votes against at them. one tribal. And they yes. did not get negated. They did not get negated. No. Uh, so it's going to be a big tribal council. It's going to be on this week in Survivor history. So that it's got to be a season that is in the fall. So it's not going to be any of the new era seasons. Um, I wouldn't think. So um, 12 votes at tribal council. That would maybe put us at um, a season 39, potentially. You think I'd do that episode or <laughs> that merge episode? I don't no know. <laughs> I don't know. You do a lot of weird things, Jordan. I do some weird things, but I don't know if I'm touching that episode. Hmm. Let's yeah. say it's not the 39 merge episode. Okay. Um. Could it be, uh, how about, uh, Elizabeth Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen from Survivor, David versus Goliath. 
Are you referring to the episode on, on November 7th, 2018, five years ago? If uh, if so, you are correct, Rob. You get the, the points there. Elizabeth Olsen, uh, 12 votes. It was a 12 to one vote. That was the, the, the vote where um, you had Angelina warning her that she was getting votes, which uh, mm-hmm. Angelina was 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 mad that she was trying to get Christian's name thrown under the bus, but they wouldn't do it. Uh, so you get two points on that question. And if Godfather you get this question, Carl right. did not like that she wanted to make a new bed in the shelter. Yes, that that's correct. And also she she didn't like that at the following vote, uh, people would try to target Christian and take credit for it. So mm-hmm. you get that question right. We have one more question uh, in this game, uh, and we are going to go to Bloodwater from November 6, 2013, 10 years ago uh, this past Monday. Wow. Right before the merch, Laura Moret won her way back into the game by winning the same hang on the pole challenge that Dean Kelly won last How night. How about that? Uh, which two players did she defeat, officially eliminating them from the game? Um, I'm going to say it was John Cody. And uh, uh, I'm going to say that it was Laura Boneham. John Cody and Laura Boneham. So John Cody did go on an impressive Redemption Island winning streak. He was there. She did defeat John Cody. And she defeated Laura Bonham. So very good job, Rob. You get a total of eight points on this quiz. You get the win. Uh, you per- perfect uh, since since that first game, which you still got points on. So very good job. You perfect are a winner since here eight on minutes Twitch. ago. Yeah, I know you could you could join the ranks of uh, of D and Kelly, uh, who who were immunity winners. You're also a winner, and because you won, you get the verbal rebus. Everyone's favorite part of Twish. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the last name of the guy who wanted his tribe to get eaten by a crocodile man. Okay. Minus Patty's relationship to Donathan. Okay. Plus Marty told Fabio that he was a chess grand blank. Okay. Plus all three players whose first name starts with this letter have now been voted out of survivor 45. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, so who, what's the last name of the crocodile man? Uh, Sergeant. Yeah. Judge Sergeant minus the, uh, who, who was Patty, uh, in relation to Donathan. Uh, okay. Uh, his aunt. And so Sergeant minus aunt plus, uh, uh Fa- Marty told Fabio that he was a chess grand blank master. Yes. And then what is the letter, uh, that, um, three people have been voted out of survivor. I guess 45 it's an S. This letter. It is an S for us. Uh, Sifu, Sabaya and Sean, who do we have? Uh, Sarge masters. I feel like we should have Sarge- Lee in there. Sarge Masters, I could have put Lee in there, but I feel like I use Sarge as a as a verbal rebus clue all the time, like what's Sarge's real name, and it's Lee. I, I think we, we're good with Sarge Masters. No one called him Lee. Mm-hmm. He was Sarge. Mm-hmm. He's Sarge Masters, baby. Scout and Cloud's last name. Could have done that. That would have that would have made things. Or or I I feel like I use Leanne Slaby a lot, and then I have to get rid oh, of yeah. Leanne. So it's a whole to do. But this was this was good. You had a you had a, a good win, a good comeback win, and you got the verbal rebus. So a great week on Twitch. Yeah. All right. So, Jordan Kalish, what's coming up for you? Um, I I am uh, looking forward to uh, next week of Survivor, of course. Uh, as always, I do my my viewing parties in the city. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, Rob, but I am going to be in in May 
hosting a live game of Survivor, Survivor Brooklyn South, which I've always been a part of before. Yes, as a I player in production. That. Yes, so I, I am dressed like Jeff Probst. It's, it took some some good portrait mode shots, and I'm going to be hosting Survivor Brooklyn South uh, in in the spring. We don't have an exact date yet, but if uh, you want any information, uh, reach, reach out and I'll send you the application if you want to play and you want me to snuff your torch or potentially name you the winner of the season. Um, and then, uh, of course, you can follow Will me on Will you be Twitter. hosting the official uh, Survivor Brooklyn South podcast also? Um, on, I, I, I'm I go on, on fire with Jordan Kalish and I'll have like Rick Devins and George will be my, my co-host. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we will, we should have a podcast. Um, you know, the last, the last survivor Brooklyn South, uh, game, the, the last official Brooklyn South, 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 yeah, South game was all stars. And there was a little podcast that was released where, um, all of the players got to uh, talk about their pregame thoughts going into the game. Uh, so that was a fun one that I got to participate in, but now I will be hosting, uh, I will be uh, telling people to dig deep. I've been practicing yeah. in my PE classes. I announce everything now. I think I'm going to be ready. All right. Well, uh, Sur- Survivor Brooklyn South uh, yes. is coming up. Looking forward to following all of your BS. Yes, all of my my yes my, my SBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's um, you follow you follow it on the podcast. You might as well follow it in real life as well. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Double exit interview and Twish here in one podcast. A uh, really good one here today. Then we've yeah. got Stephen Fishback coming up at 2.30 Eastern for some Survivor know-it-alls. Plus, we've got our Big Brother finale, so it'll be a jam-packed Thursday here on RHAP. Thank you for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.